Hello, and nice to have you with me today in the Psychology Report. We are looking at a um, topic today that uh, has considerable implications for every community and every person, and that is the addiction to stimulants. You know, we have heard a great deal about the addiction to opiates. The opioids um, are drugs that we use to manage and control pain. And uh, that has gotten out of control. That's way beyond what would be the uh, possible option now of getting any help at all. So uh, we now see a drug that's starting to emerge although it's been around for a very, very long period of time, but it's emerging now as a much stronger drug, a much more available drug, and more used drug than has been the case in the past. The increase in the use of stimulants, amphetamine, methamphetamines and amphetamines. And uh, these, are, these are stimulant drugs. These give what we usually refer to as the word of high. They give the, word, they give the person an experience of a high knocks out thinking, knocks out any relationship possibilities, uh, it creates that sense of strength and endurance and uh, the ability to do anything. It creates a violent orientation and aggressiveness on the part of the individual. You know, stimulants are dangerous, dangerous drugs. And what we're now seeing is not only is the methamphetamine being used and the amphetamine being used but it's now being mixed with another drug which is another stimulant and that is heroin so you're seeing two stimulants being mixed together and then being sold on the market and this is primarily a market in the east coast florida has uh, an overwhelming problem with the stimulant addiction and uh, all the way up to maine but you're seeing this on mainly on the East Coast. Now, that's partly because most of these drugs come from Colombia and then come on up the East Coast. So uh, it's a phenomena, and to some degree, by culture and uh, the geography of where these drugs are, ra are, are grown and where they, they come from and how they're marketed. But it nonetheless is a problem throughout the country. You know, 18,000 lives are lost every year because of the overdose of a methamphetamine. Now, there are about 32 to 35,000 deaths a year because of drugs, just, just drug overdose. So just figure it about 35. And uh, that's just drug overdose. And of that number, 18 to 20,000 are because of stimulants. Others are because of marijuana and a mixture of drugs of various kinds. But the problem that we have here with the methamphetamine is that it's a secondary drug. And that is, it usually is a drug a person gets into after they have already used and taken advantage of and overused marijuana. Marijuana is more of a relaxant. It's more of a downer. And for some, that's adequate, and some, they like that effect. And that Therefore, they keep taking it, and it's an addiction. Others don't. They want something more of a arousal, a more of an energizing type of drug. So they then turn to the methamphetamine.
and the amphetamine. So uh, we see drugs of choice, if you will, uh, because of the effect of that drug, and to some degree because of the cost of the drug and the availability of the drug. And uh, these are drugs that are relatively low cost and relatively available in the marketplace today, the black marketplace today. So that's why we're seeing an increase and we're seeing so many people not only use the stimulant drugs, but overuse them and then die as a result of their use of them. Now, from a treatment point of view, we really don't have an answer to this. Um, you know, there is no, basically there is no known medically proven, uh, psychologically demonstrated treatment for stimulant addiction, methamphetamine addiction. Now, we can treat people, we can get them off of it, we can somehow coax them off of it, maybe for a couple of weeks, maybe for a short period of time, and then right back on it. And we have really no uh, known and proven treatment for this drug. Now, in the opiate addiction uh, with painkillers and sleeping pills, I mean, uh, we, we have various kinds of uh, drugs that can be used to counteract the effect of the opioid itself. So there is kind of a, a, a treatment modality that is being used, and that's the oxycotton. So you use one drug to counteract the effects of the other drug. But when it comes to stimulant, we don't have, a, we don't have an answer for that. We don't have a drug that would counteract that. We don't have a treatment modality that would answer it. Insurance companies don't cover it as a uh, covered uh, disability or disease or behavioral problem. So you can't treat it because there's no insurance policy that will cover it. So it's up to the people themselves to have money, you know, to pay for their own treatment. Now, why, don't, why can't somebody pay for their own treatment? They have money to buy the drug. Well, the point is this, that they borrow and beg and steal money to buy the drug. But they're not going to borrow, beg, and steal to get money to go to treatment. They're going to stand in the corner to get money to go to treatment. They, go, they will stand in the corner to get money to buy the methamphetamine, however. So it's just kind of a, a mixed bag when it comes to treatment and whether anybody's going to get treatment for stimulant you know, addiction. So the problem goes on. And there, there is no known uh, way that this is going to change over the coming years. Colombia is not going to change its policies of importing and exporting uh, drugs. There's not going to be uh, a change in the coming years. We don't see any change in that. They've been doing it for a long time. They'll continue to do it. And not Colombia, not only there, but other countries as well. But uh, they're not going to change their policy. So drugs are going to flow from Colombia. And so far, the American people are not changing their appetite for the stimulant drug. They're still demanding it. They're still expecting it. They still want it. And uh, we don't have a way to uh, stop the flow of the drugs, and we have no way to stop the demand for the drug. So uh, all practical purposes, we're going to see this drug continue to be a major, major addiction in the population of America for the forthcoming future, foreseeable future. If we're up to 18,000, 20,000 lives dying as a result of overdose now, that's only going to increase. It's not going to decrease. It's only going to increase. And now with the fact that we are now 
legalizing marijuana in many of our states, and California starts now very soon. So when we start the use of marijuana legally in the different states, we're going to see the flow of use from marijuana to the stimulant. So we're going to see an increase in the stimulant, and we're going to see an increase in the use of marijuana, so the overall drug use is going to be on the increase as well. But people will move towards the stimulant drug once they adapted themselves to the use of marijuana and want something stronger, want something more enduring, want something more energizing, want something that will give them more power or more strength and more um, aggressiveness, if you will, to deal with the streets and to deal with their life. So uh, nothing good's going to come from all this. And, you, and we cannot see any change in this in the near future. This is only going to be a, a, an, an epidemic that is just going to worsen and it's going to affect all of us because we are going to be victims of crime. You know, many of us are going to be victims in families. We're going to have our kids become addicted to stimulants as they become addicted to marijuana. And we're going to lose our kids. We're going to lose that generation. Schools are going to be uh, losing these kids from, from a point of view of academic and scholarship. They'll be dropping out of school, they'll be doing poorly in school, and we're going to lose a generation because of the increase in the marijuana, increase of the stimulant drugs. And just those two together will take a huge hit on our population of youth. So just get ready for that. Uh, and hope that the schools are ready for that. And our criminal system has to be ready for that. We've got to set up jails, we've got to set up tank drug tanks. Remember we used to have these drunk tanks? They'd pick up a drug, uh, 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 an alcoholic off the street who was drunk and take him to jail, put him in a tank and let him sober up overnight and then send him on home. Send him back to the streets, basically. Well, that's kind of what we're going to be doing with these kids in the marijuana addiction and in the stimulant addiction, is to kind of pick them up and put them in a tank overnight and see if they sober up, maybe keep them for a couple of days and then send them back out and they become addicted again in this circle repeats itself. What it really is going to be necessary is that families are going to, have to take a strong stand. There is no place for drugs in the home. None. From early years, there's no place for drugs in the home. A zero tolerance in every single home in America. We'll start making a dent on that. A zero tolerance in every school in America. If any kid comes to school with a, under the influence of drugs, he leaves school. He's kicked out. He's gone. He's out of there for the day. Come back tomorrow when he's sober. Make him go on home. Make the parents deal with that, you see. Schools are going to have to come to terms with this and set a zero-tolerance policy, and they're going to have to set up systems. In the same way that we have to go through a sensor to go out into the airport, we're going to have to set up some kind of a sensor as to the drug use and influence upon a person's life. So schools are going to have to deal with that. Homes have to deal with that. We have to increase our educational system just on the education of drugs in the churches and in schools and in clubs and everywhere in our community. We need to start educating people. Now, we know that education of the kid who's going to use drugs doesn't make any difference. It doesn't help him at all. But you've got to educate his parents. You've got to educate his peers. You've got to educate his employers. You've got to educate his teachers so they know what to do and they know what it is and they know how to handle it and they know how to process that in a uh, much more humane but also an effective way. 
So we need that educational system. But don't think of it as educating people to stop using drugs or not to use drugs. We're, we're going to have to set up a defense against it by uh, these third parties, teachers and parents and pastors and, and so on. And we're going to need some kind of a system by which drugs can be better identified and better, or the effects of drugs or the influence of drugs on a person can be better identified and then a person being required to leave school or leave work or leave the home and just deal with it in a very firm and tough way. We've got to get tough love on this issue. We don't have any other treatments, so you can't send them to a treatment program, so don't think about that. So we're going to have to do something in the homes and wonder what we call tough love. So brace yourself. The stimulant epidemic is here, but it's coming to a greater degree. And it's going to affect every home and every school and every church and every community. And uh, East Coast is going to be hit by it even stronger. Uh, particularly Florida and Maine and New Hampshire and a lot of those states up in that area of the country. We're going to need a government that's not going to be less tolerant. We're going to have to be a, a government of, of action and, uh, and of uh, limits and boundaries. And uh, no more can we have kind of a tolerant group of governors or um, legislators in a particular state. They all have to toughen up and realize what they're dealing with. Lives are at stake here. And if we don't do it right, we just keep on losing lives. And uh, we're already losing too many to this drug culture. And uh, losing a generation. So... Thanks for joining me today on the uh, podcast of uh, the Psychology Report. Go to my website, booksbyhedberg.com. Get the book, Doctor, Teach Me to Parent. In there, I have a chapter, I have a section on how parents can keep drugs out of the home. And that's a start, but it's a big start. But the home has to be drug-free if we're ever going to be drug-free as in a culture and as a community. It's got to start there. Nice to have you with me, and bye for now.